but then nothing will change. And unfortunately, willing it to be true won't make it happen. You have to put in some effort, which is, it probably took me months to realise that bit. I wasted so much time wishing for it to magically come true. Um, but once, once you've, you know, once you get that ball rolling, it's rolling. That's the hard bit. Hello and welcome to Not Your Forever Job, the show that helps you figure out where you're going in your career and how to make it happen. I am Hayley Loren, an engineer and career coach, and I'm really excited for today because I have got a real story. This is what I want to bring more into my podcast episodes, real stories from real people. And I've got a very special guest who is an operations manager at a mill, which is awesome. And she's also one of my past clients and she's part of the um, alumni group, my coaching alumni group. And she is just incredible because she basically was really unhappy in her job. So unhappy. This was 10 months ago. She was so unhappy. But then she basically changed her entire job. She moved house. She moved where she was living. And she's just had such an incredible shift, kind of moving from that state of feeling trapped and stuck and unhappy and exhausted to now feeling joy and calm and peace and in control and it's just so incredible hearing her talk about it so I really hope that you resonate with her story and that you can find hope in it for yourself because if you're struggling if you're going through a hard time you're not alone other people have gone through this and I want to let you know now it will be okay I promise you it will and you will move through it and Caitlin is such an incredible example of that. So let's head on into the episode in just a second. Before we do, I just want to let you know that I have got a free career clarity starter guide on my website. It's just an easy downloadable PDF that will basically help you get clear on where you are in your career now and kind of help you figure out those next steps. So if you're feeling unsure about what you want or where you're going, then I think you know it will be really great for you to go through that and you just need to head over to my website which is www.hayleylorent.com forward slash coaching and also you can sign up for my career boost which is basically a weekly email that I send on a Monday morning full of inspiration and tips so if you need a boost if you need some help then sign up for that as well on my website because I am here to help this is what I'm here for. <laughs> cool. So let's dive into the conversation with Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining. Morning. Morning. Yeah, it's like early morning. You're off to, where are you off to again? Tell me. Silverstone for the British Superbikes. So freaking cool. I love that. <laughs> but thank you so much for spending a bit of time out of your morning to chat with me and join me on Not Your Forever Job. Um, and it's great chatting just because for everyone listening and watching, Caitlin was one of my past clients and is a coaching alumni member. So I always love being able to catch up afterwards because obviously we spent six weeks or longer, didn't we? Like last year, kind of chatting and moving through change and everything. And then that creates bonds. So I always love seeing your wonderful face. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to just give a really quick kind of 
introduction to yourself. So what are you doing now? And what were you doing a year ago or 10 months ago? Yeah, so I am now an operations manager for a feed mill. So I run a feed mill that produces animal feed. And then last this time last year, I was engineering manager of a flour mill in Hertfordshire. So now I live up in Yorkshire. Yeah, was ready for a change. I'd worked there nearly three years, but kind of made the decision that I wanted to come back to Yorkshire and wanted to come back home. But yeah making that decision and then getting there is they're two completely different things (laughs) yeah because that's quite a lot of change I mean that's a huge shift in just 10 months right you basically decided that you wanted to leave and then got a job and then moved but on paper and when you say that it sounds really really simple but it's probably not so how long before you left your job did you feel unhappy or like you wanted to leave so I think I probably started feeling unhappy, really unhappy, probably summer 2019. Mm. So two years ago. Yeah. And, and that that had probably been brewing for a few months. But yeah, I probably reached kind of a I'm done sort of this time two years ago. But I, so October 2019, back when we were allowed out on a plane to far flung places, I went to Peru um, for a couple of weeks and, and came back really refreshed. And I think I used to, I you know, go and do things and kind of convinced myself no it's fine I can do this had a break all is good and then it was it wasn't it didn't fix anything I just had had a nice holiday and then it was probably February time when I went I went to Mexico just before Covid really kicked off and came back and two days later was still absolutely hating what I was doing and I realised actually you know what having a holiday every six months isn't the fix (laughs) (laughs) and that was when it was sort of yeah so probably February March 2020 yeah yeah so you felt yeah the that there's that usual thing isn't there when you feel like oh I'm unhappy maybe I just need a holiday you go on holiday you feel better then you come back and then you feel good for a little bit and then it doesn't take you long before suddenly you're flung back into the ah I hate this how how did you know or or what point did you recognize that you were genuinely unhappy and you just needed to get out of there compared to because you get those moments of doubt, don't you, in your mind where you're like, oh, maybe I was just, maybe I was just making it into a big deal. Maybe it's not that bad. All of those th- sorts of thoughts. When did that shift yeah. for you? I and think how? <laughs> it was, the, so the, the bit that really probably kicked it off, which is why I probably say August 2019, was my, I've always prided myself that I'm quite resilient. You know, I've done a, a lot of change and, you know, just crack on with stuff and, but I'd had a chat with my HR manager who I got on well, really well with on a personal level as well. And she just said, she made the comment that I'd got no resilience. Mm. Like I need to be more resilient. And I was so annoyed. I was like, I am resilient. Like, why can't you tell? But she was right. She saw it before I did. Of actually that resilience had gone. And I think the holidays would like recharge the batteries, but not, you know, it's like when you unplug your phone at 70% it's charged but it's not going to get you through the day and I think it was just getting worn down and down and down and and literally I came back from Mexico on that like Saturday Sunday and on the Tuesday I was in a call or no it was pre-COVID I'd have probably been in a face-to-face meeting and it was chatting and, and something just set me off and I my resilience had gone and I just found myself being really like tearful really quite emotional at work around never around my team always with you know my peers and and I worked with some really good people there who I could be vulnerable with but I hated it 
like that's not me that's not what I wanted to be and I think that was probably the it was like yeah I can't you can't sustain that something's got to change and and if the workplace isn't changing then I needed to make a change myself yeah so can you remember how that felt when you were in it like if you think about when you were going into work how did you feel in in the morning when you went in and how did you feel I don't know by the end of the day I'm quite I've always been quite good on a night of switching off so I could go I could watch tv I'd sleep really well like none of those you know the the telltale signs that you read about you know that wasn't that wasn't me but I drive in on a morning and, and I used to live kind of half an hour away so I'd listen to Greg James I'd have a lovely time um <laughs> but I'd sort of get there and and then it was like yeah okay what's what's today gonna bring how are we gonna deal with that you know what disaster because it was sort of bouncing from one disaster to another and then it was generally on an evening getting out I can't remember the amount of times when I'd I'd be crying driving home just because there was it felt like there was no way out almost you know it felt like I was stuck and trapped are probably the words I'd use and it's exhausting I was just tired for about 18 months I was exhausted and you become used to it you know you become that's the norm and you think it's normal but it's not and it's not okay so yeah it's not a fun place to be no so that I guess it's draining everything that you've said it sounds like you just weren't yourself anymore and you were drained so how did you have enough energy after all of that and going through that every single day (laughs) to then kind of pick yourself up and start applying for jobs and start thinking about shifting probably around kind of March time I started talking to someone and just trying to work out actually because I'd I'd applied for a job in the January back up in in York I'd had an interview it gone really well they had someone that was a better fit totally fine actually the job was in some way similar to what I was doing Mm. but it was in the north so it was like one box ticked like yeah I'll figure out the rest I had to work out what I wanted and what I wanted to do and and what my priorities were and what were my non-negotiables as well I ended up moving with the company that I've worked with you know I've worked there seven years now Mm. as of this week in fact yeah seven years (laughs) but a different site and I didn't think I could stay with them because they don't really have a lot of northern sites but I you know I did a spreadsheet and mapped out I was like I want to live here I'm prepared to drive 30 minutes what's in that circle and it was almost finding the small chunks of time to do things like that and you know brainstorming we you know we worked through it last summer yeah as well around you know what are you good at what is important to you what do you hate um <laughs> yeah all of that sort of stuff and actually just write it sometimes just writing it down it's like no I really don't want to do that and that helps helps narrow it down I think you know and I don't recommend this for everybody but Covid <laughs> helped <laughs> um, I don't want to do it again but not, um, not not catching Covid you mean the lockdown not, <laughs> yeah yeah not catching Covid but um I think for me I a bit like the holidays I'd go and visit friends and family and you know want to it was important for me to stay in touch with people and I would put the effort in to do that which then meant I was probably away two or three weekends a month and then you just you don't realize that you then don't have the time to do it so actually lockdown meant by sort of May June time actually I was ready to do things again because I hadn't been able to but just stopping concentrating on me I think and not worrying about a big thing for me when I moved back was 
it's a failure because I'm moving home and actually it's not it's I'm moving back because I want to not because somebody else wants me to or you know I need to but getting even to that realization was took time when you make the decision that you need something to change it's like okay it's changed can it be changed now but actually that's just a start which is really frustrating (laughs) yeah then yeah getting to that well you you've gone through the hard bit because you've gone through the pain you've gone through the realization you've gone through the acceptance that you need to get out yet you're still there looking around being like oh shit I'm still here <laughs> like yeah, yeah. now I need to be patient and make it happen when you were having that in that period where you were thinking about leaving did you feel any sort of like guilt or do you feel because you worked at the company and at that mill for quite a while and during a lockdown as well so you were obviously a key worker did yeah. you feel guilt at all and, and loyalty towards the company and then feel bad for wanting to leave I, so I'd reached a place where so when I'd done my map and my circles there was one site that fit that bill and at that site there is one there was one role at that site that fit what I wanted to do the chances of getting that were really really slim and I'd had a chat with the HR director for the business who Mm. tried to sell it to me really positively and actually (laughs) the place I was in like the march I couldn't think of anything worse and so that my one shot from what I knew about the business I was like oh god it just sounds like where I am now but like different and Mm. no not interested no so I'd reached a place of actually I need to leave because actually there's nothing the business can offer me anymore that fits what I want I'd had conversations in the past about you know jobs came up and it was in the Midlands or in you know there was one in Andover and it was like I don't know anybody in Andover like that's miles away from anyone ever (laughs) Oh, I'm not ever going to accept that job. Um, it could be the best job in the universe. But loca- I, it became apparent that location was actually really important. And so I sort of, and I think that was where it was the start of June and sort of May, June. And I sort of reached peace with the fact that I was leaving. I'd assumed I was leaving the whole, com- you know, would have to leave the whole company. But I sort of took the stand of, I will be leaving, but I want to leave it in a good place. I want to do right by my people. And kind of felt like I had the headspace because I'd made that decision. I could spend less time thinking about myself and go back to thinking about them. So I had no guilt there at all. I got a previous HR manager where I I worked when I was deciding to join there. I remember she looked me in the eye and she said, you've got to do the right thing for you. Mm. And I was like, oh, controversial. Like, what about you? (laughs) And what about the business? And she's, she's right. And that's that's I mean, that advice would have been four years ago probably but it really resonated because you know you're the one living the life it's got to be right for you exactly yeah and of that you kind of released there wasn't guilt there because you're right that when a company can't offer you anything else that's not your fault if they can't offer you anything they can't it's just a fact nobody can control that it's not their fault either that they can't offer it and then why stick around in hell or something that you're unhappy with when it's just not working and it's a complicated feeling, but it's almost like that HR lady gave you permission four years before to think of yourself. And but I think I th- as well, it then benefits your team. Mm. If you're not happy, that's not helpful for them. And if you're looking for a way out or you're not concentrating on them, and that was sort of how I, it got flipped in my head was actually the right thing for them is for me to leave because they need somebody else with a bit of a fresh perspective and a fresh energy and and stuff which is all stuff I can't bring to this job anymore 
Yeah, it benefits both parties. And and I guess for people who haven't been given that permission, I keep calling it permission, but it is in a way to think yeah. about, to be selfish and to think about yourself. It's more about, well, you've got to give your own permission to think, to put yourself first. And that can be really difficult. Did you also have difficulties with bosses or anybody, anything like that? Like a toxic culture or anything? I mean, we don't want to, yeah. we're not naming names or anything like that, so don't worry. <laughs> But just no, that. I, yeah, I I really struggled with my boss. So when I joined, I had a boss who was great. And then he, if you have a great boss, people tend to spot them or they get bored themselves and want new opportunities. And so my kind of one of my peers became my boss and he'd been there a long time, knew everyone, but we never really clicked. I never really trusted him. I don't know. There was just something he just, yeah, I never felt at ease. And then there was some uncertainty as well. And, and then, you know, then you've got a global pandemic. You know, we were we were incredibly busy. It was just a really, a really tough environment. And I think we, there was, there was me. So there was me and three others on site who were all women in and around the age of 30 who, you know, we chat Love Island in the middle of this like food <laughs> manufacturing business. And that was probably gave me like a second wind for a period of time because actually you could talk to them. But when I think back, we all had the same issues and we all had the same difficulties with the same boss. But you sort of in it because you're in it, you don't realise or you think, oh, it's me or, oh, it's oh, it's just, you know, it's just him. because my, my boss was male. And it's you kind of give reasons and excuses for it. But actually, there isn't reasons and excuses for it. And he just didn't understand me either and understand the motivations. He didn't get it. Mm. And that's OK. It's not OK. It wasn't OK at the time. But actually, do you know, what? if he doesn't get it, he doesn't get it. I'm still going. <laughs> so, and, and we had a big row when I when I got the job that I'm in now. He fell out with me for a week. So I had oh, a proper stroke at me. Because again, we and we just didn't couldn't communicate with each other and didn't didn't get it. I, I was on a course that week and he didn't want me on the course because I he knew I was probably leaving. But there's no one else to do it. And again, one of those, you know, I want to leave the place in a good position. So actually yeah. I've got three months notice. If I get the job, actually I can still do a lot in three months. It's mm-hmm. quite a long time. And and what I hadn't realised was because it was a sort of internal move. He'd been told I'd been offered the job on the Monday morning, but I, my contract came through, like didn't come through, I think, until the following week. So I hadn't accepted the job. Awkward. I didn't know what the terms were. Didn't know what I was being paid or anything. And he like snapped on the Friday and was like, we need to talk. You know, I've heard you've got a job. I was like, well, I haven't. You've not told me that. And he basically, at one point, he was like, well, you, you'll accept anything. You'll accept a role to sweep the broom as long as it's in, sweep a broom around the yard as long as it's in Yorkshire. And I was like, you've really missed the point here. <laughs> you've really missed the point. And at that point, it was like, yeah, no, I've done, I've, it's the right decision. <laughs> My goodness. So how, how did you kind of manage that situation? Because... I think sometimes the worst nightmare in somebody's mind when they're leaving, either you daydream about being like, fuck off, I'm leaving and just quitting, <laughs> right? That dream scenario. Yeah. But then another another thing that I think can be scary is how, yeah, your peers will react when they know that you're leaving and any sort of like discomfort or negativity that comes with it. So how, how did you manage that and how did it kind of make you feel? Um, I think people probably saw it come in for a while. It was probably more, oh, you're actually going. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is actually that, this is happening. So all my predecessors had done the job for like 18 months. So mm. I'd been by far and away the longest serving person in this role for about 15 years. So yeah, they, they were sort of half expecting me to say it. But I think 
it still was a bit of a shock when it happened but I think people were pleased for me you know I got on well with with pretty much everybody on site really so yeah I think you know they were pleased for me and and equally I did my best for them before I left so if there was anything I could do you know put them on some training or you know approve a sneaky holiday or you know do (laughs) it didn't affect me I wasn't screwing over the business I was just you know doing them a bit of a favor but yeah if there was stuff I could do and and you know again I think I tried to make sure stuff was organized before I left as best as I could and and I did that up until the last week and somebody one of the guys came up and he wanted to buy something for like 500 quid he was like can I buy it and I was like I don't care do you want (laughs) that moment of what I'm leaving just carry on but right up you know for 11 of those 12 weeks yeah it was it was still my job and and you know the site was still continuing so and it wouldn't be in my nature to just stop Um, no and that that attitude is amazing because a lot of people you can end up going from that feeling of oh I'm leaving so I don't really care (laughs) yeah and completely giving up almost but you you know you didn't do that and that's very honorable really and I also had got to the point before the job that I've got came up it was like what can I get from this business that will benefit me you know what can I do for me you know it, it would help where I was working but it was more about looking ahead. And again, you, the more I hear myself, I'm like, who's this selfish person? But I think you have you have to be a bit selfish and that doesn't make you a bad person at all. It's You've got to look out for yourself, but in a way that's still, yeah, not trampling on other people, <laughs> but, but looking after yourself and not, not being trampled on, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It, it's strange, isn't it, in society that looking after yourself and taking yourself out of a situation that is essentially harmful to you is seen as selfish or you you think of it as selfish but it's not (laughs) because it's actually selfless because you're doing better for yourself if you make a shift you're going to be happier which means the people around you will be happier it means the company can then put somebody in the role as well like you said earlier I think it's a really good point that it doesn't just benefit if you're not happy it benefits a company that you leave too because then they can find somebody that will yeah have new energy and a new lease of life as well so I think sometimes you can get caught up in this idea that oh it's so bad if you leave but yeah you know it's it's a good thing it is and it is you know I can't I can't say I encourage everyone to leave and move house at the same time Um, (laughs) That is, I definitely underestimated that as a, as a thing to do. But it's you've got to listen to yourself and, and do what you need to do. And mm. it might be hard. And unfortunately, it's not easy. You can't just like tick a box and like magically it all sorts itself. That'd be lovely. But yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> magic wand, Harry Potter would <laughs> be great. But yeah, once you've decided, thing done. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but you get it, might take, you know, it might take a month, it might take a year, but you'll get there so what does there feel like because you're there now right you're in a new place new job you've been where you are in this new job now for quite like enough to settle in how how are you feeling compared to where you were before and it sounds really cheesy but I'm just happy it's my overwhelming emotion it's just happy and like calm and peace compared to exhaustion (laughs) um so yeah, I yeah, like you say, I've, I've moved house. I've got two cats. I've you know got a job. I've been there ten months now, and it just it's a job that I enjoy. It's a job that suits my skill set, not 
my qualifications, not what's on paper, not what other people think I should do, but it suits me. Yeah, I'm just calm and happy. Sounds quite boring, but it's not. <laughs> it's good. What? No, isn't this what we won? Isn't this what life is going from that? How would you describe how you felt before? What sort of adjectives would you use? T- tired and exhausted, constant. I constantly just on edge and anxious I think you know and and wait I got really good at breathing exercises I've not had to employ the need for breathing breathing exercises in quite a while and so it just this where I've I've moved to I came for a look around so because of Covid I did all of my interviews virtually I didn't get to look around the factory until I'd accepted the job (laughs) and I, I got a week I was home for a week and you had to have like a week between sites to to visit where I've moved to so I got to come around at the end of my holiday this time last year and um, my bo- my new boss, she was like, you know, when you've looked around, give me a call, let me know what you think. And I sat in Sainsbury's car park and I was like, what the hell have I done? I've just moved from one like old mill to another old mill. Like <laughs> what have I done? But actually that pl- where I left, I was, you know, I had a boss that I didn't get on with. I felt out of control, tired, all of that. Whereas now it's similar problems, but, and I'm, I, you know, there's days when we're still out of control, but it's within my control to get that back. And it is much more, yeah, I think in control. Yeah. It's, it's, it's within my power now. Whereas before it just felt beyond anything I could do. Yeah. And why, why is that now? I think I've probably having reflected last year and, and thought about, you know, what am I good at? What do I hate? Um, <laughs> that's about two scales I'm much more self-aware of actually there's some things that'll happen and I can't fix that that's okay ask for help whereas there's other things of actually that's my strength I can tackle that let's I'll go and do that which I think is is probably the difference and having a boss or being in a role that is more self-sufficient and less like you're constantly being watched you know I my boss over the last 12 months I've seen my boss three or four times because of COVID and because of, of the national yeah. sort of business. But actually, I've always felt like I could talk to her. Whereas my last place, if I had a problem and I went and talked to my boss, it would just be met with a barrage of pain. <laughs> so. Wow. It shows the power of the people that you work with, the boss. And so the, you can be doing the same job, but it's about the culture of the environment that you work in that can just change everything. Um, yeah and- it's exactly the same environment but yeah the other thing and I'm the same person mm. but it's the other bits that have changed yeah which is amazing I mean that to me yeah to do all of that is is just remarkable to sh- to shift into that to mm. that extent and you took so many leaps of faith yeah to move house as well you completely moved you it's brave you were brave and it takes a lot of courage I think to make a shift like that so if you could time travel right now and go back to yourself when you were in your previous job, what would you say? You can imagine you working in the mill and then you just appear and you, you'll be like, oh, God. <laughs> to be fair, previous me would probably be like, sure, time travel. Yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course that's true. <laughs> what more could Love that. Um, just I think probably th- there was a point it would have been really nice to know it will be okay. Because I think you sit there and you kind of tell yourself it'll be okay because it must be okay. Mm. You don't really believe it. And you can't, 
you know certain times you can't see a way out which is really the moments I probably felt the most lost and alone was when I thought this I'm, I'm stuck here forever there is no way out so yeah if I could have talked to future me and and seen her and kind of gone oh okay I will get out of this that's good to know <laughs> keep going <laughs> that I think that would have been nice yeah yeah it's interesting that you say that because it it's basically the unknown, isn't it? The unknown, not knowing if it will be okay. But deep down, it will. we always know deep down it will be. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't believe it. <laughs> no, for some no. Reason. And, and, and you want it to be, I think there's also that element of you want to know it's not going to be in like 20 years time. Mm. <laughs> like you'll be able to do it sooner than that. Yeah. You know, not necessarily tomorrow, but you'll get there. Yeah, it would be nice to know. <laughs> So actually, let, let's do this for, you know, if you're watching or if you're listening to this, this is Caitlin now and Haley now, who are potentially in the past, if you're listening to this in our future. How weird. Oh, I love stuff like this. It's like a movie. <laughs> yeah. But we are two people who took gambles, who shifted, who made changes, who, you know, knew that we were unhappy, made a change. And it's okay. In fact, it's better than okay because Caitlin, you've said yourself that you feel happy and content, you know, yeah. and peace, peace. Oh my goodness, that word, peace and light and yeah. you know, even joy. And and it is possible to get to that point. And that's what's so magical about it. It's just you've got to trust yourself. That's all it is. Making that that leap, I guess. To just finish up, what advice? So you're standing there in the mill, you're looking at past you in, you in the eye, you've told her it's okay. And then she asks you, well, what should I do? Like, how do I get out of this? What, just tell me what to do. What, what would you say? In that moment, it feels very overwhelming and very big. And like, there's lots to do. And, you know, there's that phrase, you know, eat an elephant one bite at a time. And not that I recommend eating an elephant, but <laughs> it's breaking it down. And it's doing breaking it down into manageable chunks in manageable periods of time so even if it's just you know 10 minutes a day or you know 10 minutes a week just setting aside some time you know while you're watching coronation street drinking a hot chocolate <laughs> writing down you know pick, picking a topic and doing like a spider diagram like at school you know whatever stick something in the middle so you know what do i want to do where do i want to live what do i want to be able to do outside of work or you know, what am I interested in? Which bits of my job are the worst days ever? But which, bits, as bad as a job will be, there will be good bits. And it might be actually, you like your colleagues. And it, and so actually it's, you want something that has good people or yeah. the culture or, and you'll soon, I think when you start asking those small questions, you'll then be able to build up a picture of what you want. And so when you go out into the market and you know, I talked to recruiters as well, and they were quite able to, recruiters can be quite pushy. And actually, you know, there was one who who was like, oh, but I've got a really good job and it's shift work, but you know, it's a really good job. And, and it was like, no, because I want my weekends. Mm. My answer is no, even if you phone me three times, the answer is no, <laughs> because I want to work weekends. And being really clear on what you want and what you don't want will really help in that next step. So the clarity doing small bits every day so it can feel big and impossible which is true 
and reminding yourself, even when you don't feel like doing something, when you're cozy and comfortable, yeah, with your hot chocolate. I like that you said, for you, it was watching Buffy the Vampires there, wasn't it? It was. It was. Not- I was watching far too much Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a show, but like a moment, a split moment of just putting down your thoughts, taking some action every day, no matter how small it is, will slowly get you moving forward and will get you out of there. That's all you can do, you know. You can also, you know, obviously do coaching with me. <laughs> Clearly, but that was, that was the obvious answer. <laughs> That's the obvious answer. No, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't going after that. I needed something more like, you know, meaty. <laughs> clearly people can, 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 I mean, getting help is important, whether it's with me or whether it's with anybody, whether it's speaking to your family and friends, having that support. And we're talking here about, you know, future you essentially your future you is giving past you support <laughs> yeah so it's- and, and you know we were talking to somebody recently and and about having like somebody to hold you to account mm. and having somebody who you can check in whether it's a coach like yourself or you know a, a family member or a friend or a, a colleague who's yeah. in a similar place somebody who can you know did you do that brainstorm you know have you thought about this question and, and just because it can be easy to put it off because it's hard or because you're busy or because you're tired but then nothing will change and unfortunately willing it to be true won't make it happen you have to put in some effort which is it probably took me months to realize that bit I wasted so much time wishing for it to magically come true um (laughs) but once once you've you know once you get that ball rolling it's rolling that's the hard bit Um, exactly and knowing that when it is rolling, even if it's rolling for quite a while and you're like, why am I still rolling this freaking ball? Knowing that you're on the path and it's okay. And everybody, it takes a different amount of time. Everybody's yeah. journey, cheesy again, everybody's journey is different and unique, you know? So as long as you're moving forward and doing something, it's the right thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Caitlin, thank you so much. I've loved this chat so much it's you're just full of amazing wisdom and advice and honestly it just brings me so much joy that you like sitting here hearing you seeing you feeling the energy from you of you know the content and happiness like that's all I ever like like that's my purpose that's why I'm here that's why I show up so it's just yeah I've I've got the tingles I can (laughs) I can feel the tingles (laughs) But yes, thank you. So enjoy, enjoy volunteering <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> I, I really need to go back now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate your time. And yeah, I will, I will no doubt speak to you soon. Anyway, I will at the next um, coaching alumni call. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's been wonderful. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Okay, bye. What a conversation. Oh my goodness. I loved that so much. And thank you again so much, Caitlin, um, for your time. I hope that you kind of resonated with some of what Caitlin has said. It's just incredible going from that state of unhappiness and feeling tired and exhausted to feeling that kind of peace and happiness. And, you know, everybody deserves to feel that. You deserve to feel that. And that's why it just takes small action. That is it. A small piece of action every single day goes so far. And if you want to learn more about coaching with me, then just head on over to my website, which is www.hayleyloren.com forward slash coaching. 
I'm currently not taking on any more one-to-one clients, but I do have an incredible group coaching program called Fearless Careers, which will be starting again at the beginning of 2022. Oh my goodness. Um, I know we're, we're in September, right? So we're not that far away from that. It's only a few months, but I'm, I'm pulling it together at the moment. It's a six week coaching program with other people. You get to work with me. There's weekly modules that you work through to help you get clear. There's videos there's lots of interaction and it's amazing so if you want to get to a place if you want to go through what caitlin's gone through because caitlin was a fearless careers member if you want to go from that place of feeling unhappy and trapped to feeling more positive and free and making that shift then fearless careers could be you could be for you (laughs) so definitely go um, and check out everything that there is on my website. Thank you so much again for joining and I will see you or speak to you next week.